Amen. From the book of Acts. From the book of Acts. Chapter 24. Acts. Chapter 24. And I would that you would consider with me verses 24 and 25. These are the words that you will find there. And after certain days, when Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, which was a Jewess, he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ. And, and as he reasoned of righteousness, temperance, judgment, and the things to come, Felix trembled and answered, Go thy way for this time. When I have a convenient season, I will call for thee. Amen. Go, go thy way for this time. When I have a convenient season, I will call for thee. Amen. Oh, for a few minutes this morning, I want to talk about a convenience we cannot afford. A convenience we cannot afford. My brothers and my sisters, I believe I can say without fear of contradiction that convenience is the order of the day. Hard work and sweating are almost out of style. As men grow smarter and smarter, man, as he grows smarter and smarter, he continues to find ways to make things easier and easier. Those of you in here who are fortunate enough to be my age or older, <laughs> if you're my age or older, you, you have watched this world quickly move from an age of tall durability and steel to a world where everything is instant, temporary, or plastic. You've watched it in your own lifetime. We have come to a point where our whole decision-making process has changed. Before we check durability, before we check dependability, and sometimes even before we check the costs, we want to make sure that it's going to be convenient. Are y'all hearing me? Sometimes I marvel. I marvel at at the changes that I've seen in my own lifetime. 
sometimes when I just look at where we are now and think about even my childhood, it's marvel. It's a marvel to me. Changes that have been made in the name of convenience. Let me just share one with you. Share one of them. I, I, I remember going downtown with my grandpa to Tanner's hardware store buying corn seed. We would go to Tanner's, we'd buy corn seed. Grandpa would buy 50 cents worth of corn seed. Never spent much more than that. But he, he, he'd buy 50 cents worth of corn seed. Then, yeah, the next day he would go and he would borrow Mr. Charlie Hemp Hill Mew. That was Diane's granddaddy. <laughs> He'd go borrow Mr. Hemp Hill's mule, and, and then he would, he would plow all day long. We, we, then, then that's where we came in. We would go out and help him bust up the cloths and set the rows, and he, he, he'd dig a bank, and we would dig holes and put the seeds in the holes. If it didn't rain, we had to carry water out to the field to water the corn. After all that is over, now we got to wait for months for the corn to grow. And then when the corn finally made, we had to pull it, shuck it, silk it, anybody in the house? Silk it and, and, and then cut it off the cob. All of that just to enjoy a little corn. Are y'all hearing me? It, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work, but, but, but although it was a lot of work, we had enough corn to feed our family. We had enough corn to share with anybody in the community that wanted corn. We even had enough corn to feed some to Mr. Charlie's Mew. Are y'all hearing me? But who does that now? Who does that now? We run down the Ingalls. Pay $2 for a little box of green giant niblet corn. <laughs> Pop it in the microwave. Threw in a minute, then we can serve maybe four folk. Are y'all hearing me? It's all about convenience. Y'all hearing me? You wanted a biscuit? <laughs> I know I'm going to lose a whole lot of y'all right now. <laughs> if you wanted a biscuit, had to go to the store, buy flour, baking power. Y'all explain this to the children and get home. Lord, <laughs> anybody know what that is? Yeah, 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 I got some content folk up in here. Yeah, 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 baking power, Lord, buttermilk, had to cut some wood. Make a fire in the stove. Wait on that stove to get hot. Then you got to mix everything together. Knead the dough. Cut the biscuits. Put them in a pan. And then wait on them to cook. All of that for a biscuit. And may I throw in it was worth every bit of it. <laughs> Not many folk do that now. Not, not many folk do that now. We run down the Kroger, get a little can, 
like that, that got biscuits on it, go back home and plop it on the side of the counter. Pull them little biscuits out and put them on a pan, throw them in the microwave, and that is biscuits. I ain't fit to eat, but they're biscuits. <laughs> I'm just trying to show you how convenience has ruined us. It's all right. It's a good thing, but convenience is the order of the day. Anybody remember when, when you were riding in the car? And you wanted to adjust the seat. <laughs> Everybody on the seat. <laughs> See, I done lost a whole lot of y'all now. <laughs> Everybody on the seat had to, had to scoot at the same time. <laughs> Everybody on the seat had to scoot up at the same time while, while somebody was holding. Am I in the house? Anybody remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody had to be ready at the same time. Now everybody got their own control. You can let the seat up. And let it go back. Bring it up. You can lay down and go to sleep. Everybody got, are y'all hearing me? You used to crank up the window in the car. <laughs> y'all hearing this? Y'all remember? Yeah, yeah. You used to change your own gears. But now everything is automatic. It's a new day of convenience. But the thing I want to point out, the thing I want to point out this morning is while we live in a day of convenience, convenience does seem to be the order of the day. But I want to point this out to you. Convenience is not without cost. You have to pay for convenience. Are y'all hearing me? Y yes, it's wonderful. Makes life so much easier. But convenience costs. You have to pay for convenience. You ever notice, my brothers and sisters, just simple things. Huh? You have to notice a little simple. You ever notice they don't have shopping carts in QT? <laughs> you ever notice they don't have shopping carts at racetracks? The reason why is because they know that nobody is coming up in here to shop. Yeah, yeah. the people who come in here, they want to run in because it's convenient. And rather than going through traffic and going to the grocery store and waiting in a line at the grocery store, I'll just zip into the convenience store. Are y'all hearing me? Grab milk and bread, I'll pay twice as much for it. But it's convenient. Are y'all hearing this? While we're trending toward convenience, our text this morning points us to a convenience that is so costly that none of us can afford it. Are y'all hearing this? In this text, Paul has been drugged in the court to stand trial before the governor, Felix. He's on trial, and, 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 he, and he has false charges against him. They have charged him with staging insurrections and charging him with setting up riots. He, he's standing before Governor Felix. 
But the truth is, the truth was, yeah, Paul wasn't doing any of that. Paul was just preaching Jesus. Yeah. Preaching Jesus and, 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 and uh, yeah, he, he was preaching what, what they referred to in the Scripture. He was preaching the way. That, that's what they called this new Jesus crowd. They, he was teaching and preaching the way, and, and they, people were believing on Jesus, and people were following him, and the local authorities just didn't like it. So they brought these false charges against Paul. He comes before Governor Felix. He's going uh, on trial before Governor Felix. After, and after Felix has heard his arguments, he's heard the, the case, he's heard his arguments, he realizes that Paul is an innocent man. He realizes that Paul has done nothing Wrong. He's not guilty of any of the charges, but although he knows he's not guilty, his fear of the people would not let him set Paul free. No, he's an innocent man. No, he hadn't done anything, but I can't let him go because the people might rise up. Government won't like it. So, 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 so what he did, he, he set a date for a new trial. But while he's waiting on the next trial, he wouldn't let Paul go free, but he ordered his commanders. He says, look, I tell you what you do. We're not going to lock him up. We're not going to confine him. Just give him the freedom to roam around up in here. He's an innocent man. Don't lock him up. Just give him the freedom to roam around and let him have visitation. Let his friends come in and out to see him. Just, 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 just let him, just, just, just make sure he stays on the premises. Then... Here Paul is, a prisoner, free to move around in, 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 in the confines. And one day, Felix and his wife, Drusilla, I don't know if they got bored. Or, I, I don't know what it was, but his wife, Drusilla, and you need to know who this woman was. She, she was the daughter of Herod Agrippa. Let me show you how, why that's important. That means she had some knowledge of Jesus. She was a Jewish. She, she had some knowledge of Jesus. She had some knowledge of this whole movement. Matter of fact, her granddaddy was the one who tried to have Jesus put to death at birth. It was her granddaddy. Her daddy was the one that had John the Baptist's head cut off. She had a little idea about this whole thing. So, so, so we got Paul here. He's been preaching this movement, Jesus movement. Why, why don't we just call him in? We got a little time on our hand, got a little time on our, our hand. So, yeah, yeah. So, so they call Paul in, and, 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 and Felix and Drew, Drusilla, they decided it probably be a good idea. Let's just sit down and let's pick his brain. I want to hear more about this movement. So they sent for Paul, and, and, and Paul comes in, and he begins to talk to them about his faith. He brought him in, and Paul, when he brought in, he began to, to do what he did best. <laughs> Same thing got him in trouble. He starts telling the story of Jesus. Starts telling his experience with Jesus, how, how he met him on the Damascus Road. He began to talk to them about righteousness. 
If Jesus is in your life, this is what's expected of you. He started talking to them about the way you ought to live your life. Yeah, this is the way everybody ought to live when Jesus is in your life. Are y'all hearing me? He talked to them concerning the Christian way of life. And then he began to talk to them uh, about what's going to happen to folk who don't believe it. Are y'all hearing? He started talking to them concerning judgment. What's going to happen to people who will not receive the message of Jesus Christ? Y'all hear me? Started talking to them about what's going to happen to the folk that will not believe on Jesus. Paul tells the story. And Paul is so convincing in telling the story that by the time he finished, the Bible says that Felix was sitting there trembling. That's a powerful appreciator. Yeah, he, he tells the story so well that, that the governor is sitting there trembling. Felix had heard the good news of the gospel. He was obviously convicted by what he had heard to the point that he's sitting there trembling. It would have been a perfect time for he and his wife to say, you know what? I believe. <laughs> Y'all hear me? It would have been a perfect time for he and his wife to say, I yield. I yield. I can't hold out no longer. But that ain't what happened. That ain't what happened. Look at how he responded to the gospel message. Listen to how he responded to it. He says to Paul, this powerful preacher that just got through preaching so hard that he has been convicted, listen to what he says to the preacher. He says, go your way. <laughs> go, go your way. And here's the part that, 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 that throws you. When I have a convenient season, <laughs> when it's convenient for me, <laughs> I'll send for you. Y'all seeing this? Y'all need to see that. Are you seeing this? Salvation is knocking at his door. Salvation is at hand. And his response is, you come back later when it's convenient for me. Are y'all hearing this? What is he saying? He said, I'll deal with Jesus. On my own time, I'll deal with Jesus when it's convenient with me. I'll deal with righteousness and judgment when it's convenient for me to do it. My brothers and sisters, that's, that's a convenience that none of us can afford. I don't care how much money you got. I don't care how much you got laid up. That's a convenience that none of us can't afford in this world of convenience you can choose convenience in every other area of your life if you want to but when it comes to salvation I'm trying to help somebody up in here when it comes to salvation waiting is a convenience that you cannot afford oh 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 the arrogance the arrogance of this man he didn't say, I have issues with that message. Not, not, I don't believe that message. 
Not I don't understand. It ain't clear to me. Not that. Not, not I don't understand. His message is, it's just not convenient for me. Are y'all hearing me? Not that I don't understand it. Not that I don't believe it. But it's just not convenient for me. Right. Are y'all hearing this? Oh, my brothers and sisters, we, we got to be careful. We have to be careful in this day of convenience. Because if you're not careful, you will lose perspective of who's really in charge now. In this day of convenience. If we're not careful, we'll lose, we'll lose sight of who's really in charge. You see, my brothers and sisters, convenience may save you a little time. But the time you save doesn't belong to you. Y'all ain't hearing me. It may save you a few steps, but the steps you save don't belong to you. It may preserve a little bit of strength, but the strength you save doesn't belong, doesn't belong to you. May I tell you, it all belongs to God. My time, my steps, my strength, my very life, it all belongs to God. The next thing I need to point out is the reason convenience costs so much is because although it's convenient to you, yeah, are y'all hearing me? Although it may be convenient to you, somebody had to pay. Y'all ain't hearing me. You see the meal that you ate this morning, somebody had to grow it. That's cost. Somebody had to cultivate it. That's cost. Somebody had to harvest it. That's cost. Somebody had to market it. That's cost. Somebody had to distribute it. Yeah, that's cost. And that's why you end up paying uh, such a high cost. Uh, it is because convenience, uh, are y'all hearing me? Yeah, convenience costs. Yeah, convenience, yes, is more than just walking in and picking it up. Yeah, you've got to pay uh, for convenience. Yeah, but let me tell you about uh, this great salvation. Yeah, y'all ain't hearing me. Yeah, the old folk used to say it like this I'm so glad. But salvation, salvation is free. Salvation's free for you and for me. I'm so glad salvation is free. But I come by to tell you today that although salvation is free for you and for me, there is a cost. Y'all ain't hearing me. Although it's free for you and for me, there is a cost. I say it like this, salvation is free, but it ain't cheap. Y'all ain't hearing me. It costs God his only begotten son. It costs his son his very life. But the good news, the good news is Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin has left a crimson. 
mountain stain, but he wash, he wash. Y'all ain't hearing me. He wash in white as snow with his blood that he shed on Calvary when he died for the sins of the world. When they laid him in a bowery tomb, but he got up early Sunday morning with all power up the in his hand there it is our debt has already been paid and the reason that you don't have the convenience of waiting to receive this gift is because time is winding up are y'all hearing me the reason you don't have the convenience is because no man knows the hour no man knows the day when Jesus is coming back you gotta be ready gotta be ready when he comes yes lately I heard it put like this come under Jesus while you have time come under Jesus make up your mind he will make your life brand new cause he will take care of you come to Jesus While you have time, right now, you have time. Lord told me to tell you time is winding up. And the arrogance, the arrogance of sitting there saying it's not convenient for me right now. I know I need to come and I, I believe everything you say, but it's just not convenient right now. The arrogance of waiting because it's not convenient to you. But here I am bidding you come right now. Time is winding up. If you're unsaved, if you're unsaved right now, while blood is still running warm in your veins, you you need to be running this way. You need to be moving this way. Don't put it off any longer. Cannot afford that, afford that convenience. Somebody ought to be moving. The door is open. Come now, come now. Yeah, yes. Yeah,